Hey man, how have you been since your uh, since your debut? Uh, I've been doing good, man. Just spending some time with the family and uh, just relaxing. I have uh, my daughter getting ready for her second super fight, man. So um, <clears throat> we have her kind of cutting weight. She's not cutting water or anything, but we have her eating like salads and stuff like that just so she, she can kind of get the real feel of it uh, because she wants to. Nothing that we want to do, but she really likes going through the motions and she's seen me do it a hundred times. So I think she wanted to kind of see what it felt like and, and maybe even tell people that she's cutting weight. So um, I've been doing all right, man. Like I said, just really hanging out. It's got to feel good seeing her follow in your footsteps. I mean, it's like she gets to watch you compete. You get to go there and watch watch her compete. I'm sure the nerves and everything are very different from from when you're fighting to when she's fighting. But kind of describe what it's like to have her kind of follow in your footsteps. It's 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 an amazing feeling, but at the same time, it's it's terrifying. Um, man, so the venue that she competes at, it's the same exact venue that I would fight at whenever I was coming up in the ranks. Um, it's a place here in San Antonio called um, Cowboys Dance Hall. And I think this one's uh, it's going to be at a, at a different venue, but still the same setup and everything. But uh, just kind of see her like pacing back and forth and her palms sweaty and she's looking out into the crowd and see who's watching her and stuff like that. And I, I just I know the feeling, obviously, and it's whenever you're back there, it's probably as as nerve wracking as, as it can get, you know, so. Just kind of seeing her go through that and just seeing your child uncomfortable isn't isn't a, isn't a good feeling at all, you know. But once she gets on the stage, man, she's amazing at what she does. Uh, she kind of follows in my footsteps. So my fight name is The Judge, and her name's Leighton The Law Rodriguez. And uh, she has, like, this little gavel that she comes out to and, and or comes out with, you know. So it's cool, man. It's something that she loves, and it's good to see that she's – uh. Uh, fallen, fallen in love with something that I'm absolutely in love with as well. Speaking of the nerves of uh, that sh that she went through, you you kind of went through something similar. I mean, you didn't have the weeks and weeks of nerves and worries. It was just you've got about literally thirty seconds to get ready for a fight. <laughs> so, kind of describe the uh, the emotions of you know going through getting the call like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna weigh in. We don't know if you're gonna fight, but you're gonna weigh in, and then getting the call to fight. So, kind of. Walk us through all that, that, that entire day. So let me see. So I'll start Thursday. So Thursday I get, I get a phone call from my manager and he's like, Hey man, um, we may have a fight available on Saturday. Weigh-ins would be tomorrow. And this is about 5 PM. Uh, do you have your blood or maybe 4 PM? It's like, do you have your medicals, your blood work and all this stuff? And I did it, you know, like I just didn't have anything taken care of, which is my fault for sure. But I was like, no, but I can get it done. Right. So I start going to figure out where I can get my blood work done. I have to get a sports physical. I have to get an EKG. And mind you, it's, uh, I think, like 4 o'clock on a Thursday. So usually businesses close around 5 or maybe even 6. So um, I had just got home from practice or from the gym. And as soon as I walked in the door, I get the call. So, like, I kind of tell everyone to hold on because I think I know what's going on, you know. And he's telling me that I got to get this stuff done. So I'm on my phone. I have... Um, my two kids on the couch and my wife on the couch and I don't even tell them bye or anything. I just kind of run out, you know, so I run out, go get my blood work, go get my uh, sports physical. And he's like, all right, you need to get to the airport now. And this, I think after everything was said and done, it was maybe like six o'clock. So um, I start making my way to the airport and I'm like in a tank top, flip flops and like uh, like swim shorts, you know, uh, don't have a gym bag or anything, but I don't care. Like, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. So like, haul ass all the way to the airport and as i'm 
getting closer to the airport, my manager calls me. He's like, oh, we have some time. They switched the flight. So we had like a couple hours. So I had my wife meet me. Um, she brought my gym bag, my mouthpiece and stuff like that. Um, and then they also got a flight for my coach. Right. So, uh, we get to the airport, we go through, um, TSA or whatever, and I'm sitting down on the bench and I'm going through my Twitter feed and there's a guy who I follow, man. He has like all like the latest news or whatever. And, um, it says on his Twitter feed, it was like, oh, huge, not huge mistake or something like that. But Kevin Natividad, which is the guy who I was going to replace isn't out after all like he's still fighting so i'm in at the airport like wait a minute i'm on my way to vegas like what's going on you know but i don't want to message anybody like i don't want to message someone my manager and be like yeah uh it's not gonna happen stay at home like in my mind i'm getting to vegas i'm fighting no matter what right so i land in vegas my manager calls me and he's like listen man it looks like kevin that's still in um but here's what uh, uh the ufc said they're gonna do They'll, um, you're going to weigh in and then we'll get you your show money for weighing in. You get to go home and then you'll have, well, you'll either have an opponent for the following week or we'll send you home and you fight whenever we say. So pretty much I'll have show money. Plus I get to go home, get a training camp and then come back and fight for the UFC, which is to me, was beautiful at the time. Like, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, my manager's like, but you never know, stay checked in. You never know what's going to happen. So just kind of. They checked in, you know, so weigh-ins happen. I uh, make weight or whatever, go to the weigh-ins and I'm kind of like, I'm just an alternate. You know what I mean? So like, I'm nowhere even like thought on the car. Like I'm sitting in the back corner, everything's going on. Like I'm just kind of waiting for my turn. So everyone does their weigh-ins. Um, they finish. I, I weigh in, everyone does their square off pictures. And so Kevin activity had originally scored or uh, had a square off with uh, Kelleher. So again, like I'm still in my head, like, well, this fight's not going to happen, man. Like these guys are squaring off. Also being able to get a full training camp would be beautiful as well. So, um, finished with the weigh-ins. Uh, I still have to get medicals done cause I'm not even close. I have to go get my eyes done. I have to get another EKG, everything that I need for the UFC. So I'm getting all this done and still like nothing. Like in my mind, it's like, we're not fighting. We're not fighting. We're not fighting. Uh, finishes, I finish all my, my medical paperwork or whatever. And about, I think it's maybe about 7, 8 PM. Um, I get the call that fights on, you know, fights on, let's get ready to rock and roll, which now it's like, it's game time, you know, switch goes on, um, which isn't, isn't a hard transition, you know, but like prior to that, just like the, the balance, if you will, of like, damn, are we going to fight? Or are we not going to fight? It was just, it was just a ton. <clears throat> Before I go on, let me preface with this, if I can. So that has nothing to do with me losing the fight, right? I fought, I lost because I made a mistake and that's it. Like these are just, this is just what happened prior to the fight, mm -hmm. right? So I, let me preface it. I lost because I made a stupid mistake in the cage. Um, but I'm just kind of giving you the, the rundown. Um, so next day comes, I get my morning shakeout. I'm still feeling good. Uh, we get to the venue. And, every, and everything's business as usual. You know, I warm up good. I feel good. We get to the cage. It's nice. I, I, I felt at home, you know, like it wasn't like a, I was freaked out or anything, you know, like I fought in the contender series at the same venue with little to no fans as well. So it wasn't like, it wasn't anything that was too crazy, you know, like the nerves were there for fighting, but it wasn't like, 
Uh, it just it it wasn't uh how do I explain it? It wasn't too much. I felt at home, you know, I felt at home in the UFC cage and I felt good coming out through uh, landing some strikes. Um whenever I shot that double leg man, so originally I went for like a blast double head in head in his chest and uh he kind of sprawled out uh, away from me and then turned back in and, and whenever he locked up that that guillotine man, like I was just in a tough position against the cage and, 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 and he subbed me, you know, but like I said, man, it's definitely not my, uh, what I wanted to showcase in my first UFC fight, but I got the loss out of my way, man. And, and now I'm just looking forward to climbing up the ranks, you know, climbing up that ladder, uh, getting a full training camp, feeling good going into the fight, man, and, and, and moving forward, you know? So, um, I am in the UFC. Yes, but I, not I don't consider myself a UFC fighter until I get that first win in the cage. So, um, just excited to get back to work. I know, like, there's so many cases of guys taking a fight on short notice, and sometimes, very few times, it does go their way, and they get they get the yeah. win. So, like, don't you know? I'm sure you've heard this. You know, head up. You know, short notice fight. For but sure. at the same time, I mean. Was there ever any hesitation? Like, you're like, oh, my God, I'm fighting a guy like Brian Kelleher on a day's notice? Or was it just, I'm ready to fight, man. I just need to be in the UFC. Or was it just one of those calls that you really can't say no to? Yeah, so there's no way I'm going to say no, right? Even, I mean, I don't think, you can't get much more short notice than that. But um, there's no way I was going to say no. There's just, there's. It would it would be career suicide to do do so, and and just something I wouldn't do. You know, it's a UFC, something I've been working for for twelve years now. You know, so um, and to be honest, I like the matchup with Kelleher. You know, like I'm a black belt on the ground too. I, I feel like I I matched up well with him on the feet. I feel like I could have beat him on the feet, but um, I knew that he was dangerous with some submissions. But like I said, I'm a black belt in jujitsu too, so I wasn't afraid to go to the ground with him. It just just kind of didn't work out that way you know but like i said it, it wasn't something that like the moment was too big I, if man it was a beautiful feeling to feel at home in, in a ufc cage you know it, it was a, it was a good feeling so you talked about building it was something you've been trying to do for 12 years make it to the ufc you had a fight on the contender series when you lost it you lost it to tony gravely who's very experienced very good he's in the ufc now after that fight was there any worry that you know what i may never get the opportunity again no, because, man, going back and watching the fight, like, watching it and watching Dana White's reaction and Sean Shelby, like, after every round, they would get on their feet and they were clapping their hands and he would, like, mouth, like, uh, awesome fight or whatever, you know? And I know that's what the UFC wants to see, you know? Like, I'm definitely not a not a boring fighter by any by any means, you know? Like, if I go out there, I'm going out there to, to put on the show and to finish my opponent, you know? So... I know that's what Dana White and, and Sean Shelby likes to see. So, again, it was not the greatest feeling losing on Contender Series, but we had a very, very, very good showing against a very tough opponent. And um, <clears throat> talked to my manager, you know, and he said, go back and, and get a win, and uh, we'll be back in, in, on the radar again. So what happened was I fought in November. I got a W, and in uh, January, late January, I had to get surgery on my shoulder. So. My right, I had I had a torn labrum, so I had surgery or whatever. So it kind of kicked me back, and I wasn't able to fight. But the way the timing kind of was, you know, COVID also happened, so Texas shut down and wasn't putting on a lot of fights, you know. So I was able to really recover my shoulder and rehab and, and get it back to where it needed to be, you know. So 
Um, no, but to answer your question, I never felt like, oh, well, that's it. We're not going to get the opportunity again because it was a damn good fight, you know, back and back and forth fight. And, and uh, UFC told, like I said, my, my manager, Jason House, like, let's go get a win and, and we'll get you back on the, on the, on the radar. So now that you're here in the UFC, um, there are guys who like, let's just do it. I'm here. Put, put my name down on every card. I'll fight. Yeah, you hear Hanzat Shemaev. I think he's got like 18 fights lined up already. It's crazy. Um, but uh, that being said, I mean, you, you did the short notice thing. Are you here just saying, you know what, let me give me a full training camp for this next one? Or are you someone that just likes to stay busy? No, I'm I'm going to take some time off, man. Like, um uh... There's a couple of things that I need to take care of. I don't, I can't give too many details, but just a couple of things that need to get taken care of that are going to take, take some time. Um, so I think uh, I'm going to wait a little bit, maybe November, December, possibly even January. Like I said, I just had surgery on my shoulder. Um, so there's a lot, lot, lot of little things that um, need to be fixed before I get into the next fight, you know, um, just I definitely need some time to heal some of these injuries, you know what I mean? And it was just, there was just no way I was going to say no to this fight, you know? It's just absolutely yeah. ways. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to take a little bit of time off and, and take care of things that need to be taken care of. And hopefully by December or January, I'll, I'll be ready to rock again. Looking forward, I mean, as a, as a fan, one of the most exciting things about the pandemic was hearing about Fight Island. Like, yeah. It's a big mystery. What is Fight Island and all this stuff? If the opportunity were to come up, is that something you'd be open to? Are you interested in traveling the world with this fighting thing? Or are you someone who likes to stay local and just fight in the U.S.? No, hell no, man. I'm trying to travel the world. I've, I've, I was in the Army for six years, man. So I, I got to fight in Germany. I fought in Holland, Belgium. So I've been able to fight Europe, USA. You know, I was in, a, I was in Iraq for, for a year. I didn't fight, obviously, but was training and stuff like that. But I'm trying to see as many as many places on this map as possible, man. So if we can get to Abu Dhabi, man, I'd absolutely love it. Yeah, okay. Um, that being said, where is your dream destination? I mean, Netherlands, or not, Netherlands New Zealand, these are the places that I want to go to. What is yeah. your dream destination? Sounds like you've been all over the map. Uh, like to go fight? Like a place to fight at or just to go kick it? Just to go kick it. Fight and then maybe kick it afterwards. <laughs> Well, if we're talking vacation, man, I'm probably going to do something like, uh, where am I going, man? Maybe something like uh, Belize or Costa Rica or something like that, man. Go check out some crystal clear waters, man. Take the family with me. You know what I mean? Uh, if we're talking about fighting, man, I would love to go to, um, obviously, Abu Dhabi would be phenomenal. Australia would be nuts. Or right here in San Antonio, man, I would love to, to put on a fan once this once COVID-19 passes and everything kind of chills out, I would love to fight in front of my hometown, man. I know I've definitely packed the AT&T Center, and, and uh, yeah, that would be a dream come true, man. One of the uh, one of the things I built this platform, I, I started off just making matchups, making matchups, and then started getting into interviewing fighters. But that being said, is there an opponent that you're like, you know what, when it's all said and done, whether it's because you dislike them or whether it's because it's someone you've idolized for so long, is there one opponent that you're like, I'd love to just test my skills against them. Anybody, anybody, man. Like I said, who, whoever's, whoever I fight next is going to get it, man. I promise you. Like I said, my first fight in the UFC is not what I wanted it to be, you know, and, and uh, I just didn't get to showcase um, what I have, to, what I bring to the table, you know, so anybody in the division, it doesn't matter who it is, man. So, um, like I said, just looking forward to getting back in there and, and uh, 
I have no one in particular that, that I want to fight, just anyone they put in front of me. Another thing I kind of built this platform on was making predictions. That being said, there's a huge title fight coming up with Jan Blachowicz fighting uh, Dominic Reyes. Not sure how, how, how much of UFC <laughs> you watch or whatever, but do you have a prediction for that fight? Let me see, man. <clears throat> Reyes is definitely on a tear. Um, I watched the fight with him and Jones. You know, it definitely could have went either way. Uh, with the other guy, what's his name? Blahovich. I haven't seen too much on him, man. So going off of, of what I know of the two gentlemen, I'm going to go with Mr. Reyes. Yeah, I love it. I thought he beat John Jones, and I'm a John Jones fan. So when they were, I was sitting here, I was like, no, no, no. And when I heard Jones, I was like, yes. Uh, but man, I thought I thought he lost it. I really did. What do you think the first matchup for Jones is going to be at heavyweight? I think they give him a tune-up. I think I think he deserves a tune-up fight. I don't think he's going. They're going to throw him Stipe or or Francis. I think it's too much. I think it's too much for him. Bro, I think they have to give him Francis, man. With all this shit talking and and. I feel like Francis' fight is a bigger fight than old Stipe, man. Like, yes, Stipe's the champion, but, man, Francis touches you one time, you're going out. And I feel like his rushing style, man, is – I feel like Jones doesn't do good against it, man. Like, whenever he fought Thiago Santos, like, his yeah. knee was jacked. And he would, he would like, kind of uh, blitz forward, and he was landing. And, and uh, Francis is definitely bigger, stronger, and, and he, he carries more granite in those, uh, in those hands of his. So – I feel like that would be a big money fight, man. I think it'd be huge, but man, I, it's as a John Jones fan, it's like I want him to slow it down. You know, give him a guy like Overeem or something like that that's yeah. a legitimate fighter, but you're not throwing him a 265 <laughs> man made of granite. <laughs> what about Brock Lesnar? They're talking about old Brock coming back. You think? I'd be down, I'd be down for that too, though. <laughs> He'll kill Brock, dude. That wouldn't even be a fight. <laughs> you're, you're right, man. You're right. Who else? Who would we her Jones. What? What about Jones and? Um, let me see. Who's Who's up there in the heavyweight division? Someone like Junior Dos Santos. I feel like that would be a good tune-up fight for him to for him to fight old Francis. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I I just think Francis is too big. I mean, you're going from fighting guys two oh five to a guy yeah. sixty pounds heavier, and like the way he's built, like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Put him against Derek Lewis, man. Let Derek Lewis knock him out. Show him what the Texas hands are like. Man, speaking of Texas, man, what's it been like training a Brazilian top team? It's good. So I actually have my own academy. So I run Ultimate Submission Academy. Yep. And we're affiliates with Brazilian top team, man. So I go over there once a week. Um, we I go over there for Nogi and uh they have their MMA guys come to our MMA practice at Ultimate Submission Academy. So um, for the most part, I'm at my spot, man. So we just opened maybe about two years ago, and we're building a crazy stable of fighters, man. And um, it's it's beautiful, you know, having that affiliation and that high level of grappling partners and MMA partners. We have Anthony Ivey, who trains with us all the time. Uh, Peter Stanonic started coming to the gym as well, man. So we're definitely building a... a crazy stable of, of athletes man and we're just looking to grow from here on out do you think that's the key going forward i mean back in the day i mean it was always like uh randy couture's gym or like they, these big gyms really were just the ones that ran everything do you think the secret now is these smaller gyms like the like elevation top team and and sanford mma yeah i i think um i think if if you go to a gym like uh, Greg Jackson's or American Top Team or something like that, and you're not in the UFC or Bellator, 
and you're going for a training camp, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like you're going to get the tutelage that you need to uh, to get ready for the fight. You're kind of like another sparring partner, you know, and um, I don't know, man. I, I think training at smaller gyms, you know, it's where you have high level guys, but not so many guys where, where you're not getting the uh, like attention of coaches or, or details worked out that you need to, man. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's definitely benefits to both, you know, but um, <clears throat> I think, again, another thing I'm going to work on, too, is doing both of them, training at my gym, but also making some moves, man. And I wouldn't mind going to Vegas to have some good training. Uh, I mean, some good uh, camps over there. There's a lot in Houston, man. There's there's uh, Fortis MMA in Dallas. So I have, I have a lot of options, you know. So <clears throat> one thing that people were telling a lot of people were telling me like you need to make these transitions you need to move full-time but i can't forget what got me to the dance you know what i mean like we've beaten tough guys you know i knocked out jimmy flick in two rounds and beating ufc veterans and and high level guys in the rankings um by training the way we do you know so um i will you know like i'll dabble or go to other gyms and and learn as much as i can you know but at the end of the day man like i i just really can't forget what got me to the dance you know And, and uh keep on doing what we're doing you know yeah i like that i mean you hear so many guys like move into to, to a bigger gym and then not really finding their success because like you said i mean it don't you're not going to go to greg jackson's and kind of replace a john jones you know you're you're always going to be it's like now jones is fighting the same day yes. you know so I, I i get i get what you mean and, and you hear it so many times that stick with it stick with your gym or or you know you can't really build a connection with a the same way you could at, at a smaller gym true man it's so true i i think you just kind of have to not pick and choose but do a little bit of both you know what i yeah. mean get the work at, at where you feel at comfortable but again it, it's also good to get out of your comfort zone training with different people sparring with different people rolling with different people and and just being in a different setting you know so i think just kind of balancing the two man like surfing that wave a little bit until you find what's what's um what's the best case scenario for you you know I want to uh, I want to end on this note. My uh, I was talking to my my girlfriend the other day about getting my kids someday into into the sport, and the instant answer was absolutely not. No way, uh, Jose. Uh, so as someone whose whose daughter competes, what's the message for for parents who are like hesitant to to throw their sport or uh, throw their kids into a sport like mixed martial arts? I think it's important, man. Like <clears throat> just the self confidence that comes with it. You know, like obviously that's cliche, but it's true, man. Like I said, I, I have my own gym. We, we have, I don't know, anywhere from 20 to 30 kids in, in a majority of our classes, you know, and seeing where the kids are from the first day they come into the gym to say a month or two after it's night and day, man. Like they just kind of, they walk a little bit taller, their chin's a little bit higher, you know, like they believe in themselves a little bit more, you know? And, um, I feel like that's something that gets overlooked because it's said so often, right? Again, it's cliche. Like, you do martial arts, you get confidence, man. But until you really see that spark in a kid's eye and you have no idea like how much better that child feels about themselves, knowing that they could, if they needed to, they could defend themselves. You know, if if um, something were to happen or bullies coming up to them or something like that and they know how to defend themselves or they know that they're safe in that in that situation versus a kid who's never been in a in a rough situation or rolling or sparring or something like that not having that familiarity man it's terrifying for me to think of my daughter going to school and some kid coming up to her and pushing her or something like that and her just having this 
this deer in the headlights look and being terrified that scares me more than putting my daughter on the mats and allowing her to be a little bit uncomfortable you know and, and it's uh it is terrifying you know like it's it's scary the first couple of days the first day my daughter did jujitsu like I, I think at the time i was a brown belt and i was trying everything in my power not to coach man but you have to let your kids kind of um experiment a little bit too and you have to let them you have to let them fall at times you know it it's not the easiest thing to do, you know, but seeing my daughter get taken down or submitted, it's, it's it's not fun, but internally they're able to deal with it and they get better for it. You know, they get stronger for it. So yeah, if you're having second thoughts about putting your kids in, into a uh, martial arts, I challenge you just to give them a week. Um, if they love it, they love it. I, I, I uh, encourage you to, to allow them to continue in that journey. And if, if they're not comfortable with it, then there's other options, you know, football, baseball, basketball or whatever you know like i i feel like coming up whenever i was a child i've always played sports man and i've learned so much just from camaraderie to understanding someone like a coach um telling you what to do you know and and um like i say you just learn a lot about yourself man so yeah do it i say you do it my brother just let, let them try for like a week and I, I promise you man it'll it'll be scary the first couple of days but then they start getting these takedowns and they start getting subs and you're in the stands like yeah and the and the coach is like, sorry, sir, you can't be doing that, and you got to go outside. And he was like, I'm I'm telling you, you'll love it, man. Yeah, I mean, I I joined really late. I I started doing jujitsu at 23, and it took me two months to get my first submission. So not quite at the same level, but the second you get it, it's like, oh man, I'm ready for street fights. <laughs> uh, so I I know that feeling of confidence, man. The second, I mean, I got submitted hundreds of times before I got my first one, but the second you do, it feels so good. It's the best. It's the best ever. All right, man. I think we couldn't have ended on a better note. Thanks again for, for taking the time and, and calling me back after the uh, after my computer crashed. No problem at all, man. Anytime. If you ever want to do it again, man, I would love to. All right, man. All the best. Stay safe. And hopefully we get to see you sooner rather than later. I know you said December, January, but I want to see you out there like tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> all the best, man. Hopefully you get a good camp in and uh, can't wait to see you fight next. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man.